Today, we're going up north again. This time to the AFC. We're going to be talking about the AFC North. Joe Burrow, the Bengals, Pittsburgh Steelers, small hands, all of the above on this episode of the Beerly Football Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Beerly Football Podcast. It's about football with Beerly. I am your host, Zachary Smith. Joining me as always are my two very good friends, Trevor Scott, Kerry Dempsey. How are we doing tonight, boys? Pretty good, man. Ready to get drunk. I didn't start drinking before the show like I did last week, but the podcast that loves to fight takes on the division that loves to fight. So what could possibly go wrong? Exactly, you know? exactly. What could possibly go right is the question. <laughs> All right. How are you, Zach? Um, uh, I had a bad day yesterday, but I'm here with the boys now. I got a new beer. I got a new beer. Uh, and uh, it's, it's going to be good. We're going to have fun. We always do. I'm actually not Carrie tonight. My name is little Kenny Kidman's Picket. All right. What are you drinking tonight, Trevor? <laughs> um, I'm having just the most classic beer in American history. If you guys could give me a guess, what do you think? Yangling? Most classic beer in American history. Bud Close. Light. Carrie? I feel like it's Yingling, and he's just it's lying. It's twisted tea, baby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. A peach twisted Never. tea. That's the most. beer? You're just becoming a twisted tea guy. Yeah. What if they ever Sad day when one of our own falls. Do you even like belong in the podcast? Like, why are you here? Twisted tea, sponsor us, please. I mean, honestly, yeah. Although. I'll do with this liquid. <laughs> Although, there's something, there's a better hard iced tea than twisted tea. I hate to be that guy. Which? Oh, the thing that you always drink? Two hoots. Hot, hot. Two hoots. Two hoots is really good. It's really, never really good. I've never had it. I only I had like it recently, like... and it's amazing. <laughs> I know there's like the off brands of twisted tea, and those aren't like Nestle or whatever they are. I don't know what that is. Nestle? Maybe that's actualized tea. I bet they're like better quality too, the ones you're talking about. But two are hooker, definitely better quality than a twisted tea. If you're buying a hooker, you want to spend a lot of money, or you just want to buy a hooker? Yeah, you know, probably spend a lot of money. I don't want diseases. If you're buying a hooker, if I don't want diseases, oh, yeah. like you get those either way, no matter how much money you spend. Uh, well, anyway, this is not a yeah. conversation topic that we really this need to talk about. Anyway, <laughs> Carrie, what are you drinking tonight? Hopefully beer. For some reason, I've been like stuck on dark beers or IPAs lately. I'm on a lager right now. Jack Abbey's Craft Lager. Shipping out of Boston. It's okay. okay. I'm not a dark beer guy. All right, so I looked for a long time to find a drink for tonight. Um, and I found a drink. Um, it does have, it looks like, it looks blue in the thing, but it's like a burgundy, it's like almost brown, and it's got orange on the can as well. So it's like browns, but it's from, uh, about two hours away from Pittsburgh. Um, 
855 Porter from Winding Path Brewing Company, made in the Keystone State of Pennsylvania. Um, you guys going to join with me here for a first taste? Ooh, it's dark. Cheers. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's a, I thought about getting one from Pittsburgh. It's a roasty porter with really notes did? of toffee and chocolate. That sounds good. It's pretty good. Is it like a heath bar like that's been dragged through the mud? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. It's good beer. Uh, shout out to Winding Path Brewing Company. Um, shout out to Ireland. And shout out to Ireland. Um, so, AFC North, guys. Uh, division with a lot of moving parts. Obviously, Cincinnati uh, coming off of another good year with Joe Burrow and the best wide receiving quarter to boost a quarterback stat like uh, no other. But, uh, you know, a lot of interesting characters in this division. You got a few good quarterbacks. You got... Uh, uh, some questionable morals going on in this division. And uh, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about the AFC North this year? And it's sure to be a fun one, as it is every year. Even if it's ugly football, it's a fun game. Also, yeah, did you guys hear that Ryan Mallet died today? He did. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, today. What? Family. Arkansas Razorback, great. Baltimore Raven, New England Patriot, great. He played a game for the Patriots, right? It was like like week 17. He might have played like one game, but he was like, he's a pretty high pick for the Patriots, but he just never. He was big. I think I told you guys one time that he was a failed Tim Tebow experiment by the United States government. I'd say I said failed when he was. I said it a long time ago. I said it a long time ago. But, yeah, rest in peace to him. I think he drowned in Florida. Not to start yeah. off with some morbid, but. Yeah, thoughts for him and his family. Oh, my God. Shut up. That's sad. I was a big Cheers fan of Ryan Mallet. Cheers to Ryan Mallet. In college. But I like this vision. I know no one's going to agree with me, but I could see every single team in this division winning it. No. Bengals? We know they have a chance. Yeah. Ravens, healthy Lamar. Maybe. Steelers, behind, with a healthy T.J. Watt and a mediocre quarterback play, they can do it. Browns, if that high-quality quarterback of theirs can turn back to what he used to be. Women's rights uh, leader, uh, Deshaun Watson, if he can come out and, and put on a performance. Um, I think that this is a two-team race. Uh, I don't think Cleveland is going to compete. I don't think the Steelers are going to compete. I just don't think they have the offense. And honestly, I don't think T.J. Watt can stay healthy for 17 games. Um, So I think it comes down to the Ravens and Cincinnati. And I know already who I'm picking to win the division. So I'm not. No spoilers. No spoilers. Remember the Bengals, boy. We know it. It's the hey, my favorite team. player in the league is Lamar, so this is a really special episode. Yeah. And I hate the Steelers. I really hate the Steelers. So I hate the Steelers right. too. 
can't Speaking stand. of that, let's jump into our first guest, the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to represent the Steelers, we got Nick here. Nick, are you with us? Yeah, man, I'm right here. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, man. Um, before you say anything, um, you want to just tell people where they could find you, um, promote yourself any bit? Yeah, man, you guys can find me anywhere at uh, on Twitter at FarabaFB, F-A-R-A-B-A-U-G-H-F-B. You can find my stuff at SteelersNow.com if you want to read Steelers stuff as well. So that's where you can find most of my work. All, All right, right. Let, let, let's start it off easy. Kenny Pickett. For some reason, I've seen an insane amount of hype with Kenny Pickett this offseason. And, he, you know, he finished a bit better last season, but overall, you know, more interceptions and touchdowns. Did show promise, but how do you think Kenny Pickett will respond in year two? Yeah, man, I, I think Kenny Pickett is an interesting player because, you know, I think he definitely had moments of promise last year. I think he actually did a pretty nice job of getting better as the season went on, which is why I think there's a lot of optimism around him. You know, start off really bad. Um, eight of those nine interceptions he had last year before the bye week only had one after the bye week, which, about, which was about nine games. Um, so he took care of the ball really well. Uh, after the bye week, he started to really become a, a more, I think, commanding quarterback of the room. Um, I thought he looked just better uh, over time. But there's still issues with him, right? Like, he doesn't have a great arm. Uh, it's a decent arm, but it's not an elite arm. Uh, he's good outside the pocket, but in the pocket he's a little jittery, runs into pressure. Um, so I, I think those are questions. I think, though, they have to kind of figure out how they're going to open up the offense, and I think he's going to be a big part of it. Um, you know, how are they going to get more explosive plays? Um, because they were a team that went on the ground. They're going to do that again this year. They'll hit the ground running a lot with, you know, Najee Harris and that new offensive line. But uh, I think Kenny Pickett has to carry a little bit of weight, too. He can't just, you know, check it down, can't just throw it to the sidelines all the time. Um, you're going to have to make a lot of tough, tight angle throws, tight window throws in the middle of the field. I think that's going to be the big thing. So I think there's good optimism around Kenny Pickett because basically I feel like at the end of last year, he's a guy that just continuously got better. He showed clutch, He showed a clutch gene, I thought, that was really good too, right? You know, the Ravens game, the Raiders game. Um, he showed a good gene in him that not all guys have. But I think there's definitely a question of, well, is that just what he is? You know, And if he's not going to take that next leap, I think that that's when the Steelers get into trouble. Um, so we'll see. I think there's reasonable optimism, but I think there's plenty of questions there still uh, as a player before we can really say anything definitive about that guy. That were, you, were, you, were you on the train that wanted Trubisky last year? Or are you ready for Pickett to get playing time? No, I, I was I was on the uh, the train to start Kenny right away. And, and listen, that's not a quarterback room to me that you look at and you're like, well, that's a that's a great quarterback room, right? It was Mason Rudolph, Mitch Trubisky, and Kenny Pickett. Um, there's not really a guy in there that you feel like super great about to me, um, but I think you had to go with the young guy personally. Uh, you knew what Mitch Trubisky was. Uh, I mean, you really did. You saw what he did in Chicago. At best, he's a low-end starter. Um, so, you know, get Kenny Pickett, who definitely has some upside and who has gotten better each year of his career, both the pit now into the Steelers. You know, he got better, I think, from the first training camp practice to the end of training camp. Then he started that week four game against the Jets, kind of came in at halftime, actually, uh, was really bad throughout those first four games, but got better continually throughout the second half. So, I don't know. I just feel like if you draft a young quarterback that is 23 years old and he's going to need time to mature, you should probably start that guy right away, uh, even if you took him only 20th overall. Now, okay. uh, when you talk about uh, the draft right there, I remember something that's been surrounding Kenny Pickett ever since he joined the league. 
was them little hands and wearing them two gloves. I don't know if you saw the video the other day, him working out, but he had the two gloves on. Is that something like the fan base cares about at all? Or is it still a topic of conversation, the size of his hands or, you know, the fact that he's going to be wearing two gloves, maybe when the weather goes down a little bit? Yeah, I don't think it matters as much anymore. Does it scare Um, you guys? I don't think it does. And the reason why is because I think part of it is that a lot of the Pittsburgh fan base already had exposure to Kenny Pickett before he came to the Steelers, right? Because he played at Pitt. So you kind of knew what what he did. He played through bad weather games at Pitt. Even if you weren't a Pitt fan, you probably caught glimpses of Kenny Pickett. Um, and, And listen, like the small hands thing, it was a big issue because of the fumbling. But that really wasn't an issue last year. Um, they kind of taught him enough techniques, it seems like, to where his ball security wasn't an issue, and he seemed fine when he was ha- being asked to kind of rip it through the wind and everything like that. I don't think the hand size thing's much of a concern anymore. I, I think there's other parts of his game, like his pocket presence, for example, that uh, you should be much more concerned about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's much of a, a topic anymore. In fact, I don't even think he was asked about it once uh, at, the, at any OTA press conferences this year. So uh, I don't think it's much of a topic anymore. Okay. That's good. Yeah, hopefully he's been squeezing a lot of balls this off season. But um, so they, <laughs> well, I don't think he's talking about that anymore. Uh, I know that's one thing that's pretty pecu- peculiar. It doesn't happen, you know, too often. But I remember that all about the draft. Everybody's talking about his hand size and everything. Uh, I mean, this Steelers team—they're known for their defense. I mean, if T.J. Watt can stay healthy. I forget what the record was last season, but when Watt played versus when he didn't play. But when you have such talent like him, and another guy that's really going to underrate is Alex Nightsmith. And they did make a couple of moves this offseason, Cole Holcomb, Patrick Peterson. Um, were you happy with how they addressed the defense this year? Yeah, I think there's a lot of reasoning to be pretty happy with how they addressed that defense. Um, you know, the cornerback room was kind of thrown to flux. Cam Sutton went to Detroit. He was your corner one last year. Um, but you bring in Patrick Peterson, you draft Joey Porter Jr., draft Corey Trice, you know, you bring in Shannon Sullivan. So you have four new corners. You bring in Keanu Neal. You re-sign DeMonte KZ, and obviously you have Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, that, that secondary, I don't think it's going to be one of the league's best, but I think it'll be a top half of the league secondary. I think it'll be solid enough. And then you have those young guys obviously coming in to learn and potentially give you some insight in the future. Now, I look at a guy like, you know, the Cam Hayward, who is still an, an aging wonder up front. That D-line is going to be great. They brought back Larry Ogunjobi. Um, they're going to be a great D-line. They're going to be one of the best D-lines in the NFL. That's what they've been for the past few years. T.J. Watt, though, is the key to this defense, as you all know. Um, yeah, the record, I think, is, I think it was 8-2 and two when he was there. Something crazy. Um, yeah, it yeah. really is crazy. And it's not just last year, right? That's a trend throughout his career. Um, dating back all the way to like 2019, when he misses games, they don't win them. When he does play, though, they are a really good team and a tough out for any team. And obviously, they've kind of treaded water here the past three years since Ben Roethlisberger came back from that elbow injury. Um, they really haven't had a lot of playoff success really since 2016 either. But T.J. Watt's been a big reason why they are even in conversations late in the year. Yeah. Um, but the def- like to me, the defense is a pretty solid group. I think the biggest issue is going to be that linebacking core. I think it's kind of Cole Holcomb and a bunch of guys that are still trying to mesh everything together. All right. Would you take a prime T.J. Watt or a prime J.J. Watt? I'd probably take J.J. I think people forget uh, how good peak J.J. Watt was. Yeah. Um, like three back-to-back defensive player of the years. Um, he might be one of the most dominant players I've ever seen play football, yeah. period. Yeah. Um, obviously, defense is the name of the game for Pittsburgh, I think, anyway. Um, 
in a division where there's a lot of hype around the other three quarterbacks, obviously Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow, uh, how do you think this defense is going to play them? Because you guys obviously have to play them twice this year. Yeah, I think you pay, play them aggressively. You know, I think that they have kind of a formula for the Ravens right now. You know, Lamar, you look at Lamar Jackson's stats against the Steelers, and they're not very good. Um, compared to most teams. I think part of it's just being really aggressive at the edge. I think part of it's T.J. Watt. I think part of it is the front just being able to get pressure on them. Um, so that, that's something that they – I think they have, like, a formula they can use against Lamar Jackson, right? And they stay competitive in that Ravens series. I think Burrow is a different story altogether because they've had some success against Joe Burrow. In other games, Joe Burrow has diced them up. I think it's been a nice back and forth there. Remember week one last year? No. Joe Burrow four picks. No. Um, I threw up know. in a world of beer bathroom at by half. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh man, dude! That I had Joe Burrow on my fantasy team. It might have—I mean, it was the worst game of Joe Burrow's season, and so mm-hmm. oh, the worst, worst game of his career, honestly. Yeah, it, it might have been right, and so the Steelers have kind of a, a way of playing quarterbacks, no matter how good they are, where they can disguise coverages you know they have minka fitzpatrick who can kind of go anywhere and mm-hmm. he's kind of the guy you got to watch 39 at all times you know they, they kind of have these different plans they can send the blitz they can win with four up front i think they kind of just got to stick to their plan right win up front you know let their corners play aggressively i think you know that's the thing that they have this year that they didn't have last year right with Patrick Peterson with Joey Porter Jr. Uh, Levi Wallace is still there. They have some press man ability there, and I think that's going to be something that they look for because, listen, they they talked about, like, listen, the deep ball has killed them all the time, or T. Higgins has killed them, Jamar Chase has killed them. Um, I think that's something that they're going to look to do, um, just be aggressive up front uh, in the secondary. I think that's going to be something. Um, So they're going to look to be opportunistic. I think Deshaun Watson's a different story. It depends on the type of player he ends up being, right? Mm-hmm. Is he the guy in Houston, or is he the guy we saw last year? Is he maybe an intermittent version of that? I don't think we know fully yet kind of what Deshaun Watson's going to be this year. Um, but I think that they kind of won with four against him. But I think their biggest challenge is going to be how do we defend Joe Burrow? I think that's yeah. always the biggest challenge in that division. For sure. What team do you hate the most in the division? It's got to be the Bengals, right? What team do I hate the most? Or is it the Ravens? Oh. It's I mean, the Ravens-Steelers rivalries are long-seated. But right now, who do you hate the most? Or who does the fan base hate the most? I, 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 think, I, I think it's the Browns. Really? Uh, well, really? I think – and the reason why I think it's the Browns is because, right, the, the mid-2010s, the answer would easily be the Bengals, right? You know, Vontez Barfict and Pac-Man Jones. Me, yeah. Yeah, you know, like those guys would be easy to hate. The Ravens rivalry is just fun to me. I think that one is just a, a really mutual respect rivalry. You know, you hate them, but it's not like, wow, I, I like hate the Ravens so much. Mm-hmm. Um, the Browns, though, man, they have a fan base that is so rabid. Dog pound. Um, and, and, and I mean it, like, it, that dog pound, man, is ruthless. Um, you know, you see some crazy things out there. Uh, they are the loudest fan base in the division, I think. Period. Really? And I That's think I, I don't I think it makes them easily more testable. And I think that's something uh that like Ravens fans are kind of this quiet minority type um that kind of come out when you face them, right? They're not like, 
overtly there. Same with the Bengals. Unless you say, like, something really dumb about, like, Lamar, Burrow, Chase, you're not going to get a ton oh, of Terry those. Terry does that all the time. Like, like yeah, yeah, but you're, like, not going to get a ton of those guys coming at you. But regardless, the Browns have had, like, this, like, obsession with the Steelers since, like, they beat Big Ben and that corpse team in 2021. Um, you know, when the, when the Steelers made the playoffs, it gave them their first playoff win forever, and they have held on to that, man. I don't blame them for doing that with, you know, how that franchise's history has gone about. But, man, it's easy if you're a Steelers fan for those Browns fans to just mm-hmm. get under your I, I really do. I didn't know that. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah, yeah. I've never thought about the Browns. I don't know as... Steelers fans, to be honest. So you've opened up my eyes to a new perspective. <laughs> All right, I, I got one more question. No, last few years, Steelers' O-line's been a pretty big issue. They addressed a little bit this offseason. Do you think this line's going to be good enough, especially in a division with guys like, you know, Miles Garrett and a lot of weapons there? Yeah, man, it's going to be better. Um, I'll say that, and I think that's the biggest thing, right? It's gonna, it, it has a chance to be a top half of the group uh, in the league. I think that's the biggest thing right now is that, you know, you have good interior play. You have Sayomalo at guard. You have Daniels at guard. Uh, you draft Broderick Jones. So you upgrade it and you help Kenny Pickett. And I think that's the biggest thing. They're just going to be classic yeah. Steelers football. You're, you're going to be a throwback team, right? It's going to be unlike any other team in the league in a lot of ways because this team's going to go up front and they're they're going to let you know, listen, we're, we're going to try and kick your behind. And I think that's something that – Old-fashioned, hard-nosed football. It, it really is. And, you know, it's AFC North football if, if you think yeah. about those tropes, right? And, and those Ravens-Steelers games this year, I think, are going to be bloodbaths. I think similar to that late 2000s type. I think this could be like a really physical rivalry. You could see some of that fire come back out from those kind of teams. Um, I just think this is going to be a nasty group up front in terms of the run blocking. I'm not sure how great they're going to be in pass pro. I think Kenny Pickett might still get whapped around a little bit. But I think they'll be a pretty solid group. They're going to get better, I think, next year um, as kind of the younger guys in that group grow. But uh, I really look at this team and say they address the trenches, and that's what they kind of needed to do. I think that's – you have the, the questions you have at quarterback, questions you have at offensive coordinator, right? Kind of the way you make up for that is with the rest of the team, and I think they did a nice job of that. I think we'll see uh, kind of where the Steelers float around, but I think that their offensive line is going to be one of the better groups in the AFC. Okay. And I forgot this one. Pat Frymouth, I love Pat Frymouth, big Frymouth guy. Where do you think he'll be ranked among tight ends after the season? Top five, Man. top three, top ten? Yeah, I, well, I think he's already top ten. I think you, you kind of got Oh, he's definitely top ten. Him. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, I think he already is. He is a guy, man. You know, with Darnell Washington now in that room, right? You know, the guy that can just come in and, and he's like six, a 6'7 six, giant and can just wallop guys in the run game, like, the cool thing about him is I think you're going to be able to just kick him out wide and put him in the slot more, use him in, like, a Travis Kelsey, Darren Wallerish role. So I think you're going to see his production go up this year. I think it should be pretty fun to see what you get from Pat Fryermuth. I don't know how much he can jump up. I think you have kind of a consolidated tier of, like, top three or four guys, but he could definitely be pushing that 6-7-ish range, I think. I think that's realistic for him. So, like, top seven? Okay. okay. Who would you say is the uh, like the official wide receiver one on this team? Is it already Pickens, or would you still give the slight edge to Deontay Johnson? I think Pickens. I think the moment Pickens becomes a more all-around player, it's him. But mm-hmm. I think you still have to question 
how much he is a, a complete player, right? He's your explosive guy right now. You kind of throw it up to, uh, you, you make plays on the side and see if the contested catches, but Deontay's your do-it-all, move him around, separator. He's kind of your security blanket that Kenny Pickett goes to. So I'd say it's still Deontay, but, I mean, I don't know for how long. If, if George Pickens takes that leap, I think he's easily the alpha dog. Yeah. And I don't think Deontay scored this past year. Is that right? Yeah, he didn't score a touchdown. So yeah. um, part of that's his fault. Part of that is the offense's fault, I think. But uh, yeah, Harry said he was going to be better in fantasy than Stephon Diggs. That's <laughs> not working out. Oh, no, that's not what There's a mind. lot of bad wide mean. receiver takes Kerry made last up. year. I'm hoping that he does it again this year because I'm looking to cash in again. You'll see. Hey, man. I cashed in on a lot of bets last season. <laughs> yeah. um, and how, how many wins do you think for the Steelers this year? And where they're under? I, I, think, I think, you know, they shredded around that 9, 10 mark over the past three years or so. I just think that's a realistic mark. There's Like, look at their schedule, guys. It's a joke. Like, their schedule is not hard at all. They're a team that definitely got better over the offseason. And if you realistically expect Kenny Pickett just to take even, like, a small leap, right? It doesn't have to be, like, this leap of mankind. He doesn't have to be Joe Burrow. He doesn't have to be the next franchise quarterback of this team. If he just plays at, like, a mid-level, if he's Ryan Tannehill, the team probably is 9-8, So I think that's a, I think that's a realistic expectation for them. And listen, I, I just say it to everybody. I'm never predicting the Steelers to have a losing season until they actually have one. Mike Tomlin is like a magician <laughs> out there, and that's just kind of, I think, where you got to put it at this point. I think their over-under is like eight and a half, two. I think that's about right. I think nine, ten sounds about right to me. All right, Zach, you want to ask your famous? Yeah, uh, you know, I've done this every year. No, not every year. I did this last year, and it's really interesting to see everyone's takes. So I'm a big Jacksonville Jaguars fan, okay? Obviously, big second year for Trevor Lawrence. Um, Is that what we're calling it? Promised. Anyway, uh, I've asked this question to every guest we've had on the show since last year. What do you think the Jaguars' record will be this year? Interesting. Well, I love the Jaguars' ability to have a wide receiver one now with Calvin Ridley. Um, I think they've gotten better overall. I think I'm a big Trevor Lawrence believer. And listen, that AFC South isn't very good either. They should mm-hmm. probably win that division. Um, I'll say like 10 and 7, 11 and 6. Like they should win that division. Okay, man. I like it. I like it. I like it. I, I like the Jaguars. I think I think they got one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. I'll buy stock in a team that has an ascending quarterback with a new wide receiver one. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Hey, Nick, where can we find you again? Yeah, guys, you could follow me on Twitter at FarabaughFB. That's F-A-R-A-B-A-U-G-H-F-B, or read my stuff at SteelersNow.com, guys. All righty. Thanks so much for coming on. Good luck to you in the Steelers this season. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, before you get a Ravens guest on, um, record predictions for the Steelers? I'm glad you kicked them off before um, you asked me that question. (laughs) Um, you made me do it in front of the Bears fans last week, bro. You made me tell that man to his face like four wins or something. But we didn't have a Bears fan on last week. <laughs> oh man, I have schizophrenia. Um, <laughs> man, I. <laughs> anyway, oh Jesus Christ! I'm glad I was prepared to walk up in here because the Steel. I hate the Steelers, man. I was prepared to walk up in here tonight, give the Steelers a six and eleven record, and walk my happy ass on. 
But I'm glad he said that about the schedule, bro. This is – I pulled it up. I mean, they play the Bills and the Niners in the first four weeks. After that, outside of their division, they got the Raiders, Texans, Rams, Jags, Titans, Packers, Cardinals, Patriots, Colts. Like, yeah. that's – yeah, there's it's no reason left for, like – I really want to give them six wins. I hate this team. I'll give them seven, though. I like this team. I don't hate this team. I'm picking them ten and seven, but it is all on it is all on picket. Okay, they got seven touchdowns and nine picks, bro. But that's not their offense. And also, like he didn't turn the ball over the second half. Yeah. If they carry that defense and he just plays like a game manager, this team could sneak in the playoffs. A game manager. A game manager. I'm taking them ten and seven. Uh, I actually completely agree with like almost a everything. Manager? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I actually completely agree with almost everything that guy said. They have a really soft schedule this year. The offensive line is better. Um, the defense secondary is a little bit of a question mark just because we haven't seen the players in that secondary play in that secondary, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but... On the other hand, I don't think it's going to be bad. I still I'm unsure about the offense, but I I'm kind of with him. I know I can't I can't imagine them having a losing season with the rec or with the schedule they have. Cuz I think that they're better than 90% of those teams. So I'm going to give them I'm going to give them 9 and no. Think for your mind, bud. I'm gonna give them nine, seven, and one. I picked a tie, bro. Wow. Imagine, can you imagine? Can you imagine if I call that? That would be nice. Who are they gonna tie against the Jags? Uh, no, they're Maybe. gonna tie the Bengals once this year. You know, to be honest, right. the Jags and the Steelers have a similar team. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. Okay. You are. That is dumb. the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that makes okay. no sense. What if the Steelers right. were in the AFC South? Then, no. You make no both teams led right. by their defense. They got good role players I'm on gonna, offense. What are you talking about? You need to what do you mean? Shut up. Stop listening to this idiot headed to our next guest. <laughs> that's Did like that. That's like that tweet that we got about like not letting the special intern tweet. Yeah, don't let the special guy Trevor talk. How is that weird? They're, they're both led by their defense. They both have good skill players and a young quarterback. Jaguars are not led by their defense. Not at all. Did you watch Week Seventeen or they the playoff really game? Good skill players either. Neither of the Steelers. They don't have young good skill players. We have Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, Najee Harris. I wouldn't say they're good. Do you want to say that's good? Najee isn't. Alright. Uh, you're a um, hater on Najee. I forgot. Alright. Alright. Uh, we're ready to talk some Ravens. Kevin, you there? Oh, Raven. Yeah, so I'm they're gonna have to turn on my camera one second, guys. Let's see, let's see, let's see. There he is. Perfect. Oh, I love flipped. that palm tree in the background. Yeah, I'm flipping for some reason, but you know we'll, we'll let it ride. Why not? Mm-hmm. How are we doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be back. Glad to have you. Um, if you want to just tell people where I can find you, not your yeah, home address, right. but no, yeah, right. Yeah, you can find find me over on Twitter at Kyle Striker34. 
Also, uh, I host and produce Locked On Ravens five days a week, so Ravens talk over there, and also I uh, write for Ravens Wire seven days a week, so a lot of Ravens Ravens talk. For me. Ravens talk all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, t- a, a really good division. Uh, Baltimore led by one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the NFL, Lamar Jackson. Uh, before we get into record or anything like that, uh, what do you? How do you think the Ravens stack up in this division? Do you think that they stack up pretty well with the offense and the defense, or do you think that some of the other teams maybe have an edge? I think that this is still Cincinnati's division until someone takes it from them. That's not saying Baltimore or someone else can't do it, but you know, I, I got to give them credit where it's due. They've won it the past two seasons. Have looked really good in doing so, but the Ravens have had some injury issues over the past couple of years. Obviously, Lamar's had the two season-ending injuries, so you kind of wonder what it could have been like. And the Ravens actually, in the wildcard round, they took Cincinnati. They almost took their lunch money from them. Yeah, one Tyler Huntley. Yeah, he didn't fumble there. That's a, it's a fourteen-point swing right there. Yeah. So they could have gone up seven instead. They go down. So I think that there's a lot of potential with the Ravens, but until the Ravens can take it or until someone takes it. I still give it to Cincinnati, but I think they're they're firmly like number two. I think Pittsburgh to me is number three, and then Cleveland. They just have to prove something to me. I always used to pick them and say, "Well, their roster looks the best it's ever looked," and I've said that for like five straight years, and they've never done anything with it. So uh, to me, I'm just Cleveland has to prove something to me. But I think Baltimore's number two behind Cincinnati right now. Okay. Were you uh, nervous, or did you any feel any sort of type of way this off season? When we had all these Lamar Jackson rumors floating around, you guys might yeah. lose your MVP. It was it was a time. I think that once the trade request came down at first, I was a little nervous. But then I remember what happened with Debo Samuel. That was last offseason, I think, and and he didn't go anywhere. It was more of a leverage play, and it was really interesting the timing of the whole thing because it happened right as John Harbaugh sat down to talk to reporters at the owners' meetings. Like the second he sat down. Lamar tweeted out, you know, his trade request, his thank you and whatnot. But to me, the path for both sides, the most likely and logical scenario was him returning to Baltimore. It didn't really seem like there was a lot of interest either way between Lamar leaving, seriously leaving. He just wanted to be somewhere where he could get paid what he deserves and play the way he wants to. And I think now with Todd Munkin coming in, Greg Roman not being there anymore, he's going to be able to do that. And the fact that he got paid, the current richest contract in NFL history, is, is a pretty good incentive on top of that. So I think that, you know, the trade request got me a little little nervous. But after I sat down and thought about it, I was always in the over 50% he would stay club. I think it got down to around 55 at the very lowest. <laughs> really? But I'm, I'm glad it didn't go any lower because I, I don't I don't want to imagine a full season without Lamar in there. Maybe a Tyler Huntley instead. or I, I don't know. I don't know what it would have looked like, but I'm glad I don't have to talk about it. <laughs> At one point, I was I was pretty sure he was gone. At one point this off season, I know a couple episodes. I thought I could see him going to Indy and Indy trading their pick for him, and them ending up with AR or someone like that. But yeah, he's staying in Baltimore. It would have been tough. It it would have been tough to because their their team right now was built to win. Mm-hmm. where I think a rebuild would have been very weird. With not saying rookie quarterbacks can't come in and have a great year. Richardson is kind of – he's a more of a raw prospect than maybe yeah. Young or Stroud was, so yeah. do they need to give him that timeline? But then if, if Lamar leaves and you kind of go the draft pick slash rebuilding route, it's like what route do you take? Because with Marlon Humphrey there, Roquan Smith, Mark Andrews, some of those guys, do you trade them for value? Or do you just try to build around the rookie quarterback, give it a year or two – 
and maybe waste a couple years of the prime, but hope Richardson turns into something. So yeah. Lamar just fits their timeline, and I think they have a very concrete and set one right now with most of their guys where they lost a couple, like they lost Clayus Campbell, for example, in the offseason. That's a pretty big loss. They can kind of usher in that new wave of defensive line. Their timeline is made up of a bunch of 24, 25, 26, 27-year-olds, and I think that, to me, is a much better timeline to be on with Lamar than it is with maybe a 21, 22-year-old. In a yeah, that makes right sense. Now. We talked about so, spending all that money on Lamar. Spent a good amount of money, too, 13, 18 mil on OBJ. You expecting yeah. him to lock it down at wide receiver one? I'm, I'm hoping yards, so. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, it's such a weird question with him because when he, I, I don't remember when it was, but the report came out earlier in the offseason. It was he wanted like one year, 20 million. And I'm like, there's no way he's getting. Like, yeah. There, there was no, no doubt in my mind he was. But he, look, he proved me wrong. And the Ravens gave him 15 guaranteed up to 18 million. And I'm sure money had a, fa- had a factor in him coming to Baltimore. He does want to be with the TV. He made that clear. And I, I truly believe that. But to me, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like with Odell, he's someone coming off the ACL injury, and he's made it clear that the, that the full year off that he took helped him in a lot of different ways. But can you rely on him to play a full 17-game season? I don't really know if, if that's the most realistic thing at this point. Now, the good thing now is that they have the depth to withstand an injury there, or even multiple injuries there. Last season, they went full youth movement. They said, we're living and we're dying by these young wide receivers, and if, and if Rashad Bateman goes down... That's the end of that. And what happened? Rashad Bateman goes down and Devin DuVernay goes down. Yeah. And they were, at the end of the season, it was Demarcus Robinson as their number one. They 36-year-old corpse of Deshaun Jackson was in there. Like, you have all, <laughs> all these guys that, like, they, they brought back Sammy Watkins for a second stint. Now it's Beckham and Bateman and, and DuVernay and Nelson Aguilar. Hopefully the drops don't follow him to Baltimore, but I'm sure we <laughs> might see one or two of them. But I think now the Ravens are in a much better position, even if Odell's missed a couple games. I, I think on the field he'll be great, but it's just a matter of if he can stay on it for me. That is one of the best videos of all time, those people saving. It's like, yeah, we were dropping the kids out of the yep. – they were catching them. <laughs> Not unlike that Aguilar. That's one of the best videos of all time. I saw that again this week, so – that that and the Denver Nugget jeans are some some of the best. Yeah, the best videos. Yes, oh, Denver yes. Nugget <laughs> That's probably the best receiving core we've seen in the Ravens in a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Bateman, Flowers, all potential. OBJ, even if he's you know three fourths of what he is. And then obviously you got the tight end duo, Mark Andrews, and Isaiah likely really played well, and hopefully J.K. Dobbins is healthy. But like. This offense, if Lamar and this team can stay healthy, this could be a make a deep run in the playoffs. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the thing with this is that obviously by far and away the best receiver group Lamar's ever had. And with this, it's all the like the Odell signing was a flashy one. The Zay Flowers pick was a flashy one too. But people are kind of not sleeping on Mark Andrews, but I think people just forget they have him. Like it's like, oh, they also have Mark Andrews in that offense because with Greg Roman, the offense ran through tight ends. It was you ran the football and the offense runs through the tight ends. And that's part of the roster construction that's so different this time around because I don't think receivers didn't really want to come to Baltimore because of Lamar. People, receivers love Lamar. Players love Lamar. They want to play with him. But it was the system where the thing that stuck out to me was Juju Smith-Schuster back when he was deciding the first time between Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and Baltimore. This is when he went back to Pittsburgh on the one-year deal. He went on Michael Irvin's podcast and said, you know, I, I love Lamar. It'd be great to play with him. But the system, you know, they run too much. It, it doesn't fit. And I'm, not, I'm paraphrasing a little yeah. bit. But that's mm-hmm. pretty much along the lines of what he said. But for now, 
You have the receiver group that I think in this league you need to have that. And Lamar has made it very clear that he prefers throwing to running. And, I mean, it's very – like, he's a good thrower. He obviously should prefer that. He's a quarterback. But to me, with Andrews and Mike Lee and Dobbins and Edwards and these guys, around, plus the offensive lines returning four or five starters too, the only real hole is at left guard and you're kind of wondering who's it going to be there. But I think this is a much more balanced unit and the fact that now Todd Munkin is the leader of that is in the coaching department as the offensive coordinator as opposed to Greg Rowan. We just didn't see enough growth. 2019 yeah. was historic. I mean, Lamar threw 36 touchdowns, second every unanimous MVP. The rushing offense broke so many records. But it was after that there was barely any growth. And something that I think surprises people is the Ravens haven't been to the AFC Championship game since they won the Super Bowl back in 2012-2013. They haven't won a home playoff game since then. So th- there's a lot of, well... I was a big Ravens wh- fan that, that year. Yeah, Big so Ravens like, fan that year. I'm a, I'm a Miami it, fan, so Ed Reed, Ray Lewis. Okay. Yeah. Willis McGahee. I mean, all, all, the all of them. Had all them, of them. <laughs> um, and I remember, I remember with that year in particular, and any, any team really would have said after, I don't know how many years, five, six, with a coach like John Harbaugh, we haven't made the playoffs in X many years. We haven't been in the AFC Championship game. You know, we just need to cut bait with this guy. It feels like Harbaugh, Belichick, and Tomlin, you know. Like, Belichick has had the success recently to back it up. But Tomlin and Harbaugh, I think there's a very big divide within those fan bases about whether to keep them or let them go. But you got to be sure. You got to be certain. Yeah, so, I mean, me, I think the, the question becomes power. when you're talking about coaching changes, and this is my opinion anyway, when you're talking about coaching changes, it's, okay, we could let this guy go, but who are we going to get to replace him? And right. what kind of credentials that they do they have? I mean, right. Harbaugh's won a Super Bowl. Yep. Period. That's, <laughs> the that's same kind of thing yeah. with Tomlin, same kind of thing with Belichick. I mean, it, it's like, who do you want to replace the guy with? Because if it's not the right guy, you guys are going to be on a long losing streak and your fan base is going to be even more upset with you. Yeah, the thing with that is, too, it's like, if if you let that guy go, you have to be a hundred a thousand yeah. percent certain you're going to get a guy that's as good or better. Yeah. And on top of it, if a Harbaugh or a Tomlin were to get fired, there would be ten teams lining up out the door exactly. to get him in there to be the guy. So exactly. it's it's sometimes change is needed, and you have to just move on for the mm-hmm. sake of moving on because it's just not working. Yeah. But you have to be sure it's it's the right time. Absolutely. Those all right. Is Justin Tucker the greatest kicker of all time? Yes, yes. One hundred percent, yes. Look, Vinatieri makes a case. I'm, I'm not trying to disrespect him, but I just think Tucker has been so good for so long, and Vinatieri was too. But the, the elite kick making we've seen from fifty plus, from sixty plus, even is we're, we're never going to see something like this. At least I'd be very shocked if we saw something like this again. I mean, maybe we do. I know. Kickers are evolving. I know everybody deemed Evan McPherson like baby Tucker his rookie season. I remember when that was a thing. And then he struggled last year. But to me, I I think it's Tucker. Maybe I'm a little biased. I admit it. But I think Tucker is. I mean, that's fair. That's fair to say. I mean, he's certainly probably the best kicker in my lifetime. I mean, Adam Vinatieri, no disrespect. But, I mean, like you said, from 50-plus, I don't think there's anyone I'd rather have taken a kick. Yeah. But I, think, I mean, now we see all these these kickers on TikTok making like seventies <laughs> with no rush. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's so weird too because it, it back when the Ravens were kind of figure and they've been pretty blessed with some like Matt Stover was really good yeah, for them absolutely for a long time. 
Billy Cundiff, I know everybody remembers him for what happened oh, against New England. I love that guy. But he, <laughs> he, he was good for them before that, and then obviously after that his career was over. But it was just the Ravens now lucked into Tucker, and the story about him was he was going to sign with Pittsburgh as an undrafted free agent, and then the Ravens ended up saying, just wait, just wait, we're going to give you an offer, and he ended up coming to Baltimore. But when Tucker is on the field, it's such a rare feeling, I feel like, when every single time he just steps out there, you think he's going to make it. Yeah. And to me, whenever he misses, it's like I'm like in shock. There's yeah. like disbelief that he misses a field goal. It's just so automatic, yeah. literally. And so I don't know how long he's going to play. I hope it's a really long time. He'll but get some Matt Stover he's going as, Yeah, <laughs> as, long as, he, as long as he wants to, he'll, he'll be with the Ravens. He's Into somebody his mid-40s. He, yeah, he, he's, he's a lifer there for sure. You uh, before this you brought up the Tomlin and the Steelers. I want to know who is the uh, maybe yours, maybe just the fan base overall, but the biggest rival in this division. Who do you guys hate the most? Oh, that is such a good, right? such, such a good question for the, for people who grew up with the rivalry of Pittsburgh. Like there are people who remember the Heinz Wards and the Ed Reeds and the Ray Lewis and the Ben, like all those guys, Troy Palomalu's. It's still like there's still that thing with Pittsburgh, but the thing is, the Pittsburgh rivalry is kind of shaped into the teams still hate each other, mm-hmm. but there's there's respect there. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of respect with Cincinnati right now. Like, I, I, I just don't feel like, you know, the stuff with Eli Apple last year, and Eli Apple's a national guy now. He, like, everybody hates Eli Apple. But I think with what the Ravens and Bengals have rivalry-wise now, I think to me, if you're talking about, like, pure hatred – I think that's it. I mean, there was a lot of drama last year with Roquan Smith, if anybody remembers, about the fact that the Bengals thought he was playing dirty in Roquan Smith, that the Ravens were supposed to play the Bengals in the locker around that next week, and he was asked about, oh, the Bengals are accusing you of being dirty, and all he said was, see you Sunday. And, like, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's that kind of thing where I think the Pittsburgh-Baltimore rivalry, the teams don't like each other, but they respect each other. I think with the Bengals, they don't respect each other. And, and that, to me, Cleveland also, there's always going to be the Cleveland-Baltimore thing with you know Cleveland moving to Baltimore and, and that whole thing happening. Mm-hmm. But I think, to me, if I had to pick the biggest rivalry hatred-wise, I'll, I'll go Cincinnati right now. Okay. Um, and, and we talked about the offense for the Ravens. I want to talk a little bit about the defense. Obviously, this is division with... You know, great offense in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow held up by a very good receiving core. Um, You have Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. You have uh, an improved offensive line in Pittsburgh. Um, You know, in Kenny Pickett's second year. Um, Whether or not he tapes a step forward, we don't know. But how do you think this defense shapes up against this division? I think it's looking good for the most part. There there are a couple of causes for concern for me though one is at cornerback marlon humphrey's marlon humphrey you know we don't we don't have to worry about who marlon humphrey is they signed rocky and he's like he's a solid two two three guy like he's a number two number three that's fine the issue is outside of that they're they're rely it's almost like the wide receiver approach they took last year except this year they have marlon humphrey and yassine there it's a bunch of young guys. It's guys like Pepe Williams, Jalen Armour Davis, Caillou Blue Kelly, who they drafted, Trayvon Mullen, who came over from the Raiders. It's it's those types of players. And if hum- it's the same thing with Bateman going down. The, the receiver room is cooked. If Humphrey goes down, that corner room is not doing anything mm-hmm. because hum- Humphrey is essentially going to carry that group, and hopefully the younger guys can step up and you can find one or two of them 
to play solid. It doesn't have to be all pro level football, but just solid football along mm-hmm. those teeth. The other position is edge. Edge was a really interesting one for them last year. Justin Houston had like nine sacks in nine games or something to start the year and then had half a sack the rest of the season and actually missed out on an incentive because of it. He was If he got 10 sacks, he hit an incentive. He had nine and nine oh, games and didn't, didn't even hit it. So that was rough for him, just losing yeah. out on that money. But Houston's not back right now. It's going to be Adafi Owe, David Ajabo, and Tyus Bowser. Those are the three, and essentially they're three deep. They have Tavius Robinson, who they took out of Ole Miss this year. But I wouldn't rely on him too much. I mean, so there's some potential in that group. I mean, it's not the best there group is, in the world, there but is. there's potential in that group. And they're going to be they're going to be banking on that. I mean, Ajabo and Owe have to take huge steps, and Bowser's solid. But if one of those guys goes down, and you're essentially too deep there, they don't have a ton of inside outside versatility. Like they had Jason Pierre-Paul last year, he could play both inside and outside mm-hmm. just for snaps, but you can't really move a ton of guys out. Like Trenton Simpson, who they took out of Clemson in the third round, who's an inside linebacker, he can play everywhere. He can play some Sam linebacker snaps if you need him to. But overall defense, you have Humphrey, Roquan Smith, who was great, Patrick Queen, mm-hmm. defensive line with Justin Matabike, and, and Travis Jones was a third rounder last year. They have really solid pieces, not to mention Marcus Williams, Kyle Hamilton, the back end of that secondary. So I think it's great. But again, you mentioned it with you know the receivers in Cincinnati and Joe Burrow and Kenny Pickett and Deshaun Watson. Your secondary has to be on point. I think they're set there, except if you have to start relying three or four corners deep instead of maybe two or three deep. Gotcha. What's your final record prediction for the Ravens next season? I've gone back and forth on this. I'm gonna say anywhere from I'll give a I'll give a range twelve and five to fourteen and three. I'm leaning more leaning more thirteen and four or twelve and five. Their division schedule to start the year is intense they have three afc north road games in the first five weeks they're done with divisional road games after week five now they do have cincinnati pittsburgh cleveland and then in between those it's houston in week one with cj stroud and then indianapolis in week three with anthony richardson so you'd hope you could get two easy wins hopefully no mm-hmm. one is easy but two yeah. hopefully easy wins against rookie quarterbacks and then go maybe two and one in the division maybe three and knows the the goal but if you, mm-hmm. if you slip in the division early, the AFC is so good this year. Yeah. Like we're going to see four or five teams that miss the playoffs, four or five stud quarterbacks. We're going to say, how did this guy? Yeah. It, it reminds me of a couple years ago when well, – was it the Dolphins who missed with having like an 11-6 and six record or something? I know and, Tampa missed with 10-6, and six, and there yeah, was like I, four or five teams at 10-6 and six in, the AF, in the NFC one year. And like yeah. it mattered like matchups and like strength of record and like it was crazy, but that was back in Josh Freeman days. That was when I was young, young gun. <laughs> that 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 is, that is a throwback. But yeah, I <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 13 and four. I think the Ravens' offense is gonna be the reason why I say that because I think Todd Munkin is just that much of a difference maker. You know, everybody talks about Odell and how big that signing was for them, but I think Todd Munkin is is the biggest for what they now, from the upgrade from Greg Roman to Todd Munkin and just the free-flowing offense that he brings to the table. That's, that's what I'm most looking forward to. So we'll see what happens, but I'm excited to see it. All right. Zach? Well, I've asked this question to every guest, and you answered it last year. What's the Jaguars' record this year? I think I got that terribly wrong. Last that I mean I think most I really people did. did. Most people did. <laughs> it's like, okay. What, I have four, four and thirteen or something, probably something like that. I will say the Jaguars' record this year 
I will say twelve and five. Okay, let's go. I'm liking your. I'm liking you a lot more this time around. I'm liking yeah, you a poor, lot more. This my time my record prediction last time was rough. I don't even have to know what it was. And I was <laughs> Oh, All right, okay. Kevin. Thanks for coming on. Man, want to tell yeah. again? Find you on Twitter or anything? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Chaos Tracker Thirty Four. I host and produce Locked On Ravens as a podcast. You can find it on YouTube anywhere you get your podcast, and also Ravens Wire Rip for USA Today. So you can find me over there too. Hey, thanks right. so much thanks for coming thanks. on, man. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Good luck to you in the Ravens this year. Thank you. Thank you. All right, what we got? Ravens record. Oh man, Trevor loves people named Raven. Yeah, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> um, I like this Raven team, but I'm just worried about wins. the health. Ten wins for me. What? Ten wins. Ten wins. I like their team. I'm just worried about their health. Like, if Lamar goes down, seems mid. OBJ, the receivers, kind of had health issues. But if Lamar stays healthy, I'm going to give him 11 wins. I'm assuming he does. You know, Kerry, I was almost at 11 after talking to that guy, but I can't do it. I'm going 10 and 6. Or 10 and 7, sorry. What would you say, Trevor? I also said 10 wins. So I said the highest? What did you say, 11? I said 11. Yeah, Trevor's wow. a fake so. Lamar fan. Yes, so. I am not. That was quick, Kerry. I was just typing into. I know. All right, ready to talk about the team with the highest, classiest quarterback in the NFL? The Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Shout out to Cleveland, man. I hear they don't really see the sun there that much. Wait, is that true? I heard it's pretty gray and like dark blue there year round. Okay. It's pretty okay. gloomy. Do we have a guest for the Cleveland Browns? Yes, LeBron. Welcome to the show, LeBron. We don't. Okay. I wish I we had Gab's thick ass on here. But... Gab Gowdy, like... we missed you on the show. If you ever want to come on, you're more than welcome. Sure would love to have you come on. Okay. Uh, bro. I, we need to relax, <laughs> gentlemen. But this is another team I feel like it comes down 100% quarterback play. Sean Watson plays like he did in Houston with the playoff team. If he plays like he did last year, this team is nothing. Uh, what does their wide receiver core look like this year? Amari like Cooper. Donovan Amari. Jones. DPJ, Amari Cooper. Elijah Anthony Schwartz. They got Njoku Elijah. at tight end, who's pretty good. I forgot they got Elijah Moore. They still got yeah, Anthony Schwartz. They got a, Elijah Moore was second-round pick. Anthony Schwartz is like eighth on the depth chart. Oh, he's nice. Yep. Maybe like fifth. He's eighth. They also There's have Mark. No way, bro. Ahead of him is Cedric Tillman, Marquise Goodwin, David Bell, and Jalen Darden. Marquise Goodwin is still in the NFL. That's what I was yeah. thinking. The same thing. I didn't know Jalen so Darden Jake... was there. So is Jakeem Grant. Not a wide receiver. First off, <laughs> he's. What's that from I mean, he has to be though. Where else can you put him? Kick I'm surprised they didn't bring back. I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't bring back Hunt. They didn't bring him back. He's still a free agent. Wow! And they didn't bring and they didn't bring back Dearness Johnson. So the RB two right now is Jerome Ford. Yeah. And this has been a ground team that's had such a deep running back core for years, and now it's literally just Chubb. Yeah. Jerome Ford. 
That's crazy. Like, <laughs> there's not you like know Nick Chubb is the same age as Christian McCaffrey. I did really? know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Jackson Clark, by the way. He's a Browns fan. I don't know a Browns fan, so I can't say shout out to anybody. Future but. Trevor right there. Sorry. But, like, what do you see the holes in this team? They have top, pretty good O-line. The defense led by Miles Garrett, Zedaris Smith, and the front seven's pretty good. They got Greg Newsom, Denzel Ward, and secondary. You they need to be careful Newsom. talking about holes when you're talking about this team. <laughs> Shout out to Deshaun Watson, women's rights activist. He's got a really touching story. Let's just not even talk about football. Let's just make a bunch of Deshaun Watson jokes. I agree. <laughs> Um, I mean, hey, I think I think, in my opinion, I honestly believe this is the worst team in the division. Um, really, I don't think. Well, I mean, with the loss of Kareem Hunt, they're not as deep on offense, especially at the running back position. I don't think their wide receiver core is that good. I think DPJ and Amari Cooper are fine. I think Amari Cooper is actually better than people give him credit for. But I think DPJ is cool. overrated as a wide receiver too. I think he's a wide he's receiver not, three at best. He's not wide receiver three. Huh? He's wide receiver three. Who's Elijah Moore. Three? Who's there two? Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. From the Jets. Elijah Moore's he's fine. He's a, I mean he doesn't he's a ton of potential. Huh? He also was playing with Zach Wilson and they didn't play him in New York. I feel like he could go off here. Listen, Carrie, I'm sick of excuses. Okay? You're sick of excuses. Bro, what Zach you Wilson is a pretty good excuse, bro. I don't yeah. care. Hey, Mr. Zach Wilson, he boy. also had Mike White, okay? Seven touchdowns. No, Wait, did no, Mike White throw seven touchdowns in a game? I thought he did. He didn't play more last year. He, just, he would, like, get randomly, like, suspended and just, like, wouldn't play throughout the year. I don't know why. But he finally got Elijah Moore. Remember he kept oh, getting, yeah, like, he play at all last year? But he's got a ton of potential. He went to Ole Miss, but, right? That sounds fair. Yeah. yeah I think so. Yeah, Ole Miss. He's good. Bro, I wish you would have stayed there for Aaron Rodgers, but you know Aaron Rodgers. He want, he's got his little wish list. Aaron Rodgers. Do we think Watson could be, like, top five, top ten again? Uh, oh, yeah. I think yeah, he could be top ten. half of the league. I don't think top five, top ten. I mean, he loves being the top half, but, you know, he's not a bottom half guy. I feel like – See, I, was dis- I, like I would disagree. I think he's more half. of a bottom half guy. Yeah. Depends on the day. Depends on what he's I don't think I could really get one off to a neck massage, but teach their own. I can't believe I just said that. Because <laughs> uh, Trevor has gone on to a neck massage that I gave him in college. Oh, yes. Zach was a great Ooh. roommate. We supported each other. I feel Emotionally, like sexually. <laughs> wow. Interesting. <laughs> That's what I was hearing all those nights in North Lake. <laughs> no, it's crazy. He didn't even. Carrie wasn't even our roommate. He just lived in the same building. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but there's, there's no way he can be worse than he was last year. I mean, there is a way he can be worse. He just I mean, is he worse. had played in like two years. Obviously, he's going to be rusty. Yeah. When he was good, he was like he was top. He was top six, like, consistently when he was, like, doing his thing in Houston. But, like, I think we'd all agree, like, after, like, the top six or seven, or more normal people, not like your dumbass, Trevor, 
We'll t- actually we'll t- we need to talk about it later. Your top ten list. We should have talked um, about the game. Oh well, we talk about it later. after the final guest. But like, I feel like after the top like six or seven, it's pretty arguable. Like guys eight through fourteen. But the guy, but like Deshaun Watson could be in that like top six conversation. If he comes back to what he used I to mean, be. Maybe. Um, but look, y'all remember when Tua had them like five straight good games, and everybody was putting him in the top five. Trevor, and, like he had MVP. Trevor, you. Trevor, you're talking about you? yourself right now. I don't know why no, you're but saying. He was literally you remember when everybody was doing that? <laughs> no, he was literally in the MVP race. For like four weeks. Yes. Okay, but do you remember that? Yes. Do you remember the season Case Keenum was like a top ten quarterback? Just uh, shout out if, to Case Keenum. If Tua could get up that high, you don't think Deshaun Watson could do it? Especially in Cleveland. Well, I, think, I think he could. I think – wait, especially in Cleveland? <laughs> yeah. When has Cleveland had a good quarterback in the last 40 years? I'm just saying, they got a good line, they got a good running game. Who's their head coach right now? Stefanski still. Stefanski still? He's been good. He won with Baker a bit. Uh, Listen, guys, I'm going to go ahead and throw my final record prediction. I think this team is going 7 and 10. I think that they're the worst team in the division. Um, And it's not just based off their offense. I think Deshaun Watson will be better this year. He will be better. But I don't think think we're going to see Houston Deshaun Watson. I don't. I don't think we're going to see that. We might might see it at some point. No, wait, Zach. Let's let's hear it for a clip. Has Deshaun Watson peaked as a quarterback in the NFL, Zach? Yes. He peaked. Say that again. He climaxed? Listen, I'm going to say it right to my camera. He climaxed? Do it. I'm going to take my... Hopefully this doesn't disconnect. It didn't. Okay. Deshaun Watson has peaked... Oh, that was really loud. Deshaun Watson has peaked in the NFL. He will never get back to what he was in Houston. And that is a promise. He had a top three wide receiver at the time. He doesn't have that in Cleveland. And it's going to show. There you go. I mean, where is Amari Cooper top ten? No, uh, top fifteen. Maybe? He's borderline. I think he's better than people give him credit for, but I don't think at he's great. He's at least top fifteen at worst, I'd say. I, right? I'd agree with that. I think a lot of people have slept on Amari Cooper his entire NFL career because he's been stuck with some trash quarterback in Dallas. <laughs> like. I don't know. I like this defense, though. But this is a division with a lot of good defenses. But honestly, I'd put them as the second-best defense in the NFL, in my opinion. I think it's – or not the NFL, sorry, in the AFC North. Not okay, the NFL. Okay, I was about to say, God damn, Gary, that's a bold statement. I think, I think you got the Steelers defense, Browns, Ravens close, and then Bengals. But, like, they're all pretty compared. They're all really good defenses. But this is gonna be a really fun division to watch. Like, these are gonna be some good games, as always in the AFC North. Yeah, I mean, I. So how many wins are you giving them, Kerry? Zach's giving them seven. I'm giving them eight. I think it them... could all. But it's more that I gave the Ravens. He didn't win so many wins. I have to even it out. But I'll give them eight. Okay, but well, I can give them. I can easily see him winning like 10 or 11. So you agree they're the worst team in the division? 
That's what yeah. I mean. By the record you gave, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't like doing it. How about that, Zach? I don't like doing it. But you did it. It doesn't matter if you don't, don't like, like it. You it. did it. <laughs> but I didn't like it. Give me Baker over Deshaun Watson any day. You can clip that Come shit. Come on. You can Baker clip that shit. Watson, in, in Cleveland, yes. In Tampa, no. <laughs> You're nuts, dude. Zach with all the clips. I'm tonight. crazy, man. I'm insane. I'm two porters in. I'm halfway through my third. The Cleveland Browns. So, Zach, five. what is... Oh, five shit. Five wins? Five yeah. losses, 12 wins. No, you're Cleveland. lying. You're lying. You're lying. Lock it in. Lock it in. You're I lying. Lock it in. Oh, really? my God. Is, that, is this a team you can believe here. So you have them is going to the playoffs that... then? Yes. How many, how many do you think they win in the playoffs? Oh, man, that just depends on the matchup you and think everything. better than the Ravens? Sadly. Wow. This Over just Lamar. in, folks. This just Over in. Lamar. Hold on, I'm going to get my microphone Lamar. again. This just I'm in, folks. Fan. I'm not a I'm not a Ravens fan. This right. just in, folks. Trevor has just taken... Uh, women's rights activist Deshaun Watson over Lamar Jackson. This is a very interesting moment in beerly sports. I just want to let everyone know how important this is. All right, microphone going back down. Trevor, no. Stop, you can't do that. They literally made the playoffs with Tyler Huntley last year. And now they have a healthy Lamar, a healthy offense, and you're taking the... The rapist guy and his little bum teammates. Yeah, around? that's wild, bro. No, I'm I'm very shocked by. I feel like you're Three doing wins. this. This one's for you. Twelve wins. Trevor, you went for Denver all last year, and that was your biggest L. So I feel like this gonna be your biggest L this year. I might be eating my words by like week five, but fuck it. It's for Gabby out here. No, that I know a lot of hot Cleveland Browns fans, not just her. You know any hot Cleveland Browns fans? Name one. Besides, name one. There's this girl, Shalissa. Um, <laughs> okay, he definitely just came up with that name. Oh, <laughs> uh, she's sicker than a bowl of oatmeal. She loves Cleveland Browns. Loves her mama. She loves her All right, Trevor. Let's eat. While we wait for our final Bengals guest, you had a very uh, controversial You used to be better at thinking on your feet, Trevor. I'm disappointed. Me and Zach's QB list will also be debuting the next few weeks on Twitter. Trevor, why don't you explain some of your picks? Um, you got hated on a bit. Some people called you special. Um, there's a lot of trouble <laughs> Twitter. That was my favorite tweet that Carrie has ever sent to the group chat. Was like, hey, it's cool that you let the special intern tweet every once in a while, but maybe don't let him rate players. You know what's the worst part, though? He was like, he made a funny comment like that and replied again. He's like, who'd ever listen to your bum ass podcast? It's like, bro, you had a good time. Bro, okay, okay, listen here, buddy. Okay. John4699. Okay, who would ever listen to our bum ass podcast? Okay. Uh, apparently, you'll reply to our bum ass tweets. So, who's the real bum? First you off, 
No, not me. All right, Trevor, take it away. Man. Why was Trevor, why was Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert not in your top ten? Yeah, I have, I have questions. All, why is Dak there? Trevor Lawrence has not solidified himself yet. I oh, but Dak has. <laughs> I believe in him long term, but just just not yet. Okay. What has Dak done that Trevor Lawrence can do? Listen, this is how I made my list. What is Jared Goff? Wait, wait, I just want to, wait, wait, wait. Before you say anything, I want I want you guys to listen to the phrase you just said. Because I got so much shit from my top 20 in the NFL list. I was wrong about one very specific player who will not be mentioned. It was bad. It was a bad pick. I, I agree with that. But I, remember I said, I said, I remember, this is how I made my list. And that, I got so much shit for that from you two. <laughs> For saying, well, this is how I made my list. For it, but I'm saying Patrick Mahomes will have the first best season out of quarterbacks this year. Jalen Hurts will have the second best season. Josh Allen will have the third. You think Burrow, Dak fourth. will have a top Rogers, ten fifth. season? I think so. I like Dallas a lot this year. Offense and defense. I like Brandon Cooks over in there, too. If Justin Herbert wasn't Justin Herbert and was some other quarterback, you know Trevor would put him there. Yeah. What do you mean? Would. Why? Because he's better than Dak. I don't think he's going to do. He's gonna do he's I think Dak's going to have a better year. Every single has a better year. I'm putting money on. Wait, wait, Trevor. Me. What's the bet? What's the bet? And by the way, how we have to figure out a way to do this? How are we doing? Frame better? the word better. Yeah. How are we defining the word better? Like touchdown, like touchdown interception ratio, QBR. What are we doing? Yeah, QBR. No, Trevor doesn't think QBR is a real stat. I mean, it is. It, uh... <laughs> I think he'll just – I think he'll play better football, and it'll translate to them winning games. Trevor, I'm trying to make a bet with you. I'm getting the and notebook I think, out. I think he's set up better. I think Dak is set up better. That's why I have Jared Goff at number eight. I think he's set up better. Jared Goff's definitely set up better than Dak. Not that book. It's top ten quarterback in the NFL. The only reason I have Matthew Stafford on here is he gets to throw to a healthy Cooper Cup. He's nobody else on that team. Matthew Stafford is not top ten. He's not going anywhere near the top ten. That is a ridiculous statement for said. It's not like he threw to anyone else when he had anyone else, bro. He didn't do anything with Cup last year. He sucked. Yeah, Cup wasn't he was healthy. Terrible. Neither one of them were. Cup was healthy. Or Stafford wasn't healthy. Stafford was healthy too. He did nothing. Trevor, Trevor, give me a bet on Justin Herbert versus Dak Prescott. <laughs> Come on, man. You're so confident Dak's at top 10. Dak will have a better season. How are you going to define it? He's going to define it with life. Just, I mean, like, at the end of the year, like, Everyone would rather have the year Dak had than Justin Herbert. So we talking wins losses? Like I think because wins aren't a quarterback stat. We agree on this. We talked about it before. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think Dak has the year this year like Joe Burrow had last year. That's not. <laughs> you gotta Dinner. explain it, dude. And <laughs> Joe Burrow had a better year than Justin Herbert. What stat are we looking at? Because I want to make this bet. Stat. I really do. Stat. Trevor, you it's have to be more specific. Trevor, I'm not you... looking at the stats. 
<laughs> Trevor, you can say shit out of your ass doesn't make it come through your mouth. Actually, I think shit is scary? coming out of his mouth. Because he's not hey, saying anything. If Justin Herbert throws... Okay, if Justin Herbert has more yards, he has 500 more yards, but Dak plays cleaner football, they win... So cleaner football, we're talking about interceptions, right? Turnovers. Turnovers. Say something. You have to say a physical stat we can compare. Otherwise, you can just say it out of your ass and it doesn't mean anything. All right, let's go QBR. Okay, QBR. I'm taking Herbert over Dak. I'll take Herbert. Well, I'm making the bet, Carrie, so I don't care. I'll, I'll believe yeah, you. Get out of here, man. <laughs> All Herbert right. v. Dak. Uh, just better one. What's the bet, Trevor? Life. <laughs> How about next time, after the season, the next time we see each other when we do that off-season episode where we all meet up? You'll kiss on air. I'll do that for free, honestly. Herbert versus Dak. Next time, you have to... Here's what I want you to do, Trevor. I want you to buy me a beer, and I want you to serve it to me, and we're going to video it, and we're going to post it on the Insta and the Twitter. You have to serve it to me. And if I don't like your service, I'm going to send it back. You have to buy me another beer. You have to serve me well. And I'll do the same thing the other way I like around. That. That's a good threat. In your underwear. Uh, we're yes. going to be out of bar, so that's probably not happening. I don't care, dude. I don't want to get arrested, American. so we're not doing that. Okay. <laughs> All, okay. Right. All right. Beer service. Bet? All that's right. the bet. All right. We're a little drunk. We're re- we ready for a final guess? Bro, I am... A little bit tipsy, but let's go. Let's do this no. thing. We right, made a bet tonight. Listen, bets are the bets are the core of the Beerly Football Podcast. If there are no bets, yeah, there's no Beerly. Let's go. Check out Beerly Bets. Why not? Shout out. What the hell? John, we there? Yeah, some dude just cut me off. What the f- Wow, Zach. Uh, life. No, no, not voice-wise. I'm driving right now. Oh. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Who are you talking about right now? Since, are you driving in Cincy? What's going on? Cincy traffic? Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm three minutes away from my apartment, so. <laughs> oh, okay, good, good. How's it going, guys? It's going good, it's man. How are you? I would ask good. you what beer you're drinking, but I'm hoping it's none. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to incriminate myself on Discord, so. <laughs> Um, first of all, where can we find you on Twitter or any platforms? Oh, God. Um, you, you can find me on Twitter at John uh, double underscore Sheeran. And then I got I got some articles up at uh, adzsports.com. Awesome. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. You uh, should be pretty confident, right, that you guys, uh, I mean, the favorites for the division heading into the year. How, how confident are you on that? Who scares you the most, too? It's a weird mix because I don't believe there's been a – back-to-back-to-back AFC North champion maybe ever. The division's only 20 years old, and it's, I mean, it's just the Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, Browns don't really exist when it comes to division titles. They've never done it. Um, so, yeah, like, I think the Ravens are probably still the, the team that's closest to competing with them. I think the Steelers are a pretty good team, and they're always going to be around 500 with Tomlin, but I don't know if Kenny Pickett is that guy yet. I think he's a, I think he's a guy that can lead him to, like, a wild-card spot, but 
I don't think they're like a true contender for the division title this year. So yeah, it's it's the Bengals or Ravens race. I, I think this year, just because again, like I need to see the Browns actually put it together before I predict them to do it. But I guess they could surprise to some degree. So yes, the Bengals should at worst be second in the division. But I mean, obviously they're good enough to win it again. Mm-hmm. If they were to finish second, do you think it would be to Baltimore? Probably, yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Where do you um, have Joe Burrow in your quarterback rankings right now? Do you have him like top two, top three, top four? Top one. Top oh, one? No. Like, top one was a – it was a brief conversation, I think, towards the end of the season, and then Mahomes did what he did on like a bad <laughs> angle, and it's just hard to – I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that Burrow is as good as Mahomes. Like, Mahomes is one of – he's one of one. He's the greatest I've ever seen with my own two eyes. And for a lot of reasons, but Burroughs, it's tough to rank them individually. I like to, I like to put them in tiers and I would put Burrow just very squarely in that very next tier. If like Mahomes is S then obviously Burrow and, you know, Herbert Allen, maybe even Hurts at this point, they're all like a, and I think at that point, it's just a lot of preferences is it's splitting hairs. And I've gotten to the point where I know who Burrow is. Like I know, He's as good as advertised. I know he can get you to the Super Bowl. He could probably win you a Super Bowl, which is obviously the hope. So w- w- with all that being said, like, if you want to put him two, if you want to put him five, both are fine, like, in that range. Like, I'm not going to argue, you know, t- you know, die on a hill uh, for any, like, specific ranking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you um, him see those uh, – see him hitting those home runs? The Reds ballpark? He, he claims he never swung up – he hasn't swung a bat since eighth grade. But I mean, lie. that's a lie, bro. Yeah, no way. like I look crisp. He, I look smooth. He, he's just him. What can I say? I don't know. Trevor, your Are camera you is fan? frozen. By the way, oh, what was that? One of your uh, uh, Trevor's camera is frozen. <laughs> His uh, one of his eyes is half open. One of them's half. <laughs> one of them's closed. Maybe really drunk. It looks bad. <laughs> it's a bad look. I was just letting him know. Um, Maybe I'm just really drunk, man. <laughs> it's definitely a possibility. Um, um, so, you look at this team. I mean, you had a couple moves in the offseason, Irv Smith, Orlando Brown, but nothing really crazy. You think this team is, you know, ready to take on the Chiefs and beat them again in the playoffs? I wouldn't say that they're necessarily worse. I, I think losing both Jesse Bates and Von Bell creates a, a very big question in the secondary. I think if there is an area where they could handle or mitigate a lot of turnover in the defense, it is in the secondary because that's where Lunar Mokan got his chops as a coach. So he's always been good at kind of plugging the right pieces in there. And I think their safety room now is as diverse as it's ever been. You have Dax Hill, who can play basically in the box. I mean, overhead defender, you can play free safety, you can play strong. Pretty much the same thing kind of goes with Nick Scott or Jordan Battle. Looks really, really talented out of Alabama. So, like, that's the biggest places where they kind of lost talent mm-hmm. and again it's like it's, it's very much unknown what those guys can do yeah. in place of two really good players and Bates and Bell but if that's like your biggest like drop off last year and you have a better offensive line you have basically all the core talent coming back on offense and hopefully an improved pass rush with Miles Murphy I think at the very least this team is the same level of talent as last year and it's just year three of kind of this renaissance Mm-hmm. With the Bengals, so obviously there's maybe a, a more of a sense of urgency. So I think I think they're in as good of a position as they possibly could have because I, I, like keeping both Bell and Bates when you have Chase 
Burrow Higgins contracts coming up. It just wasn't really in the cards. Like this is about as good as a situation as you could expect, considering what the future is about to be. Mm-hmm. You think they're going to keep Higgins, or you think they'll move on? They're going to absolutely try. I think uh, when the team kind of returns to training camp, that's when the earliest sign of a Burrow extension is going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen at the beginning of the training camp. I don't know if he's going to wait for Herbert or whatever, but I think as soon as Burrow gets done, they're going to try like hell to get Higgins done before the season. And if not, Higgins will get the tag. He'll get the Jesse Bates treatment probably. I don't think Higgins is coming back if he doesn't get extended. Uh, I should say Higgins is not going to be under a long-term deal if he doesn't sign an extension before this season. So I think they're going to absolutely try. And I think they're going to try obviously to keep chase. Like that's, I think been the plan for a year now, and they're kind of building the team, drafting heavy defense, like signing offensive linemen, like making sure that, that the team is in position to take on all three of those like albatross contracts. So whether it gets done or not, I don't know, but I think that's definitely their, their mission. I'm still taking Higgins as the best wide receiver, too, in football. I think him and Waddle are great. Waddle? I'm taking Higgins over Waddle. So. I am, too. It's, it's very I close. I think they're the best. Dominic Smith's a little bit under, but... Is there a, uh, a faction in uh, the Cincinnati fan base that believes that Justin Jefferson will be a Bengal one day? What? <laughs> that would be nuts. I, like, well, so, like, what would have to happen? You have to trade what? You have to trade Chase or Higgins? Like, at least one of them. Like, three first-round picks. Because I don't, I don't think you're... Like, Minnesota's going to sign him. Like, you're not going to be able to get him in free agency. Mm-hmm. But... That'd be kind of dope, like re- reuniting. Like I, I wouldn't do it if if you're breaking up both Chase and Higgins, which like that would absolutely have to happen. But can you imagine Chase, Jefferson, and Burrow in the NFL together? It'd be crazy. That'd be nasty. Well, obviously, be. you're a Bengals fan, so you might be a little biased. No offense, but Jefferson, or, Jefferson, or Chase. I think Jefferson. I like it. Like honestly. because no, like I, like. Because Jefferson, like, when people started taking notice of him, like, Chase and Marshall were outside in the LSU, so Jefferson was in the slot, mm. which is why he drops inexplicably in the draft, but he's pretty much every bit as athletic as Chase. He may, may not be as strong because he's not as thickly built, but he wins vertically more than people give him credit for. He, like, his hands are probably second to none. He's just an, a phenomenal route runner. He kind of wins in different ways than Chase, but I think you have to give the slight edge to Jefferson right now. Okay. <clears throat> How many receivers would you take over Jamar Chase? I think I got him at number five. I, like fewer than five, hundred percent. Somewhere around there. Um, are you worried about Joe Mixon? All kind of a down year last year. I know he had a couple of big games. They also lost P. Ryan to free agency. And now there's been a lot of you know questions about cutting Mixon, whatever. Are you are you set on Mixon as RB one this year? I mean, there's not really anyone else. Like I like Chase Brown. For, you know who he was in college, but I, like I'm, I'm so indifferent on the running back position in general, especially with how the offense is structured now. It's just like you're you're in the gun. It's more or less. It looks like a lot of what else you did with, with Burrow in 2019. But they're they're going to try to try to evolve it a little bit. They're going to try to get more under center. They're going to try to you know unleash some type of play action game that that they couldn't do last year. So the running game is going to look a little bit more diverse, and that may help out Joe Mixon, especially with the offensive line being better. Hopefully, but like at this point, Mixon's—he's going to be 27. That's the proverbial cliff that these running backs just fall off of, like in like in those little cartoons. Like he, this is his last year in Cincinnati, 100. Like he's got a few years left. 
after this year, like you can cut him, you save 10 mil. They're going to need all the cap space they can get with these contracts. I think a lot of people did expect him to get cut, but once P. Ryan, like you said, left for Denver, they kind of left them like, oh, like, well, we can't really release Mixon now. We need some type of veteran presence yeah. on the team to kind of carry the load. So whether or not he takes like a pay cut or a restart or whatever the case may be, I don't know. I just know that he's going to be on this team. Probably, like I don't think the team is going to straight up release him after only drafting like a fifth round running back and not really doing anything in free agency. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you see the comment about Irv Smith Jr. when he signed? Uh, that he, which one? That he could be the missing piece to a Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm not sure I saw that, but I mean, Irv Smith. Irv Smith yeah, says that he feels ago, like right? he's the missing piece like, to a Super Bowl in Cincinnati. Irv Smith Jr. is the missing piece Super Bowl. I mean, like, I feel like I don't think he's that much better than Hayden Hurst, if better at all. I think but he was, there, though, pretty well. That was a very interesting comment I saw, though. I, don't, I, I mean, the guy's confident, I guess. I feel like far <laughs> off, either. I mean, the, the, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of confidence in the Bengals lately. I mean, all the Jamar Chase drama, like rivalry versus the Chiefs. He's been talk. Uh, Bengals been talking, trying to build up that rivalry. Would you say that's the best rivalry in the NFL right, right now? Bengals Chiefs. I mean, which one's better? <laughs> Honestly, like the Chiefs. The uh, like, I, I just want to say this. Eagles Cowboys good. Fuck that. Chiefs are by far the best team in the NFL. Like they have the sex, they have the sex, they have the success as well. Like they have the pedigree. They're the best quarterback in the game. They have the best play call in the game. Oh, there's only one team that's beat them as many times in the past two years as, as the Bengals. That's the Bengals, and they beat them in the biggest stages too, for the most part. Like, uh, like the Chiefs. I'm not gonna say they feel threatened by the Bengals, but obviously they're annoyed. They're just this, this pest in their side of, of trying to start. They're trying to build this dynasty, and the, the Chiefs are where the Bengals want to be. Like, they, they want to have Burrow win multiple rings and everything else. So, like, I think I think a lot of it is, like, the media is just kind of, like, poke both sides, see who, who can say what, but I think there's definitely a, a great level of animosity with them just because, again, they, they've met, they've all been really close games coming down to the wire, and it's been, like, in back-to-back AFC title games. So, yeah, I think it's, if, if it's not the best rivalry in the game right now, like, I don't really know what it is. All right, final record prediction for the Bengals, and where do you see them in the standings? How many games they play? 17? 17. 17-0? I'm just kidding. Uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think I think the ceiling is as high as it's probably ever been, but the AFC North is just a freaking gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Like I could, I could easily see like last place in this division winning eight games. I don't know who that is. Like it could be the Steelers, it could be the Browns, it could even be the Bengals. I don't, I don't know, right? I, I think the Bengals finish around twelve. I, I think twelve and five sounds fine. Okay. But before that, that though, I, I did see a tweet from I don't know which one of you was. It was like under it was like yearly football or something, someone, and he said that Justin Herbert would be more successful than Joe Burrow in the Bengals, and I'm asking you. Yeah, go crazy. Why? Yeah, that's right, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, don't misquote no. me now. Don't misquote me, Joe. Don't misquote me. Okay? Don't I, said, I said, I specifically said this. I said that <laughs> Justin Herbert would knock Joe Burrow out of the playoffs. No, he's talking about what Kerry said. No, he's talking about my tweet, Zach. Oh, he's talking about your tweet? Okay, you go on ahead. I'm thinking Put Herbert in that Bengals offense, Higgins, Chase, Boyd, all day taking that. 
way. I think Herbert's the better quarterback. Burrow's in a better situation. Burrow's got very lucky. I think Burrow, I think they're both great quarterbacks. You've been riding that shit for years now, bro. You don't get tired of it? Years. No, hacking like he's But I'm still taking Herbert over Burrow. I think if you put Herbert on the Bengals, Why? you're gonna see a lot more success. If you saw Burrow on the Chargers, no, but Why? all right, I mean, uh, I'm not here. I'm not here to like flat out disagree because honestly, I, I see the vision, and I think and Herbert is like, Herbert is he's great. he's in this he's in the same tier as Burrow, 100. percent It's just like it's a matter mm-hmm. of preferences, like it's a matter of you value the arm strength and everything like that. I just found it funny because I had to live and create content through a time where everyone said that Joe Burrow should pull an Eli Manning and not go with the Bengals because no one believed that the Bengals could build a team around him. Yeah. And now it's to the point where, oh, Justin Herbert needs to be on the Bengals because that would be a better situation. It's just, it's just ironic is all I'm saying. Yeah, like, I get that. I get that. You know, honestly, if, like, if Joe Burrow had, had a better line the first couple of years, I mean, who knows how successful it could have been even. That yeah, was how bad the Bengals were the first two years. It's definitely been but, said a lot in Cincinnati, 100%. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It definitely played better last year. I mean, it's trending in the right direction. That's. I mean, it couldn't play any worse. But they sucked <laughs> in the playoffs, the second half at least, when they got bounced. But it came together in the second half of the regular season. It, it looked like a respectable line. But yeah, they need a consistent line, man. Yeah, that's what I want to see this year. I got him at twelve wins as well. First that? place, bro. tiebreaker. Yeah, my last question. I've asked this to every guest we've had on the show during our off-season episodes. That's my last beer of the night right there being popped. Um, What do you – so I'm a big Jags fan. What do you think the Jaguars' record is this year? Okay. I I mean – Who's who's gonna topple them? Like like I I, I like D'Amico and the Texans, but I don't see them winning the division. I I'm completely out on the Titans. I'm 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 not expecting anything from Richardson and the Colts right now. So, like I think the Jags have a clear path to 10, 11 wins. Honestly, like okay. Calvin Ridley, I, I I think he's gonna fit well with Lawrence. Like it's it's finally like like I think the Jags are good. I don't know how far they're gonna go to the playoffs, but like the AFC South, like I don't I don't respect that division. At all, aside from like what the Jags are building, so I, I see ten eleven wins. All right, I love that. I love that a lot. It, Trevor, did you ask rivalry? I can't remember. No, no. Who do you think the best rivalry or the biggest rival for the Bengals is in the in the AFC North? Oh, um, so like my the the population is the Steelers, just because it's, it has the most hatred, and I, I think that 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 factors in. I think it's the Browns, though, because there's more shared history and there's a closer level of success between both. Like, the Steelers have the rings. They, they beat the Bengals, like, 10 consecutive times. There was a point where, like, the Steelers, the Bengals weren't rivals with the Steelers. The Steelers are just better than them. But the Bengals and Browns have always kind of been back and forth, and now it's definitely more closer than it's ever been in recent memory. So I think the biggest rivalry is the Browns just because of all of those factors instead of just who hates the other team more. Funny enough, the Steelers guy actually said the Browns too. Yeah, did not expect that one bit. <laughs> yeah, right, man, well, that was the most shocking thing of the night, honestly. How <laughs> much, Trevor? <laughs> All right, John, thanks so much for coming on. Um, you want to tell us where you can find you again? Yeah, you can uh, follow my work at a to z sports dot com backslash Cincinnati, and uh, follow me on Twitter, John two underscore Sheeran. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks.
My pleasure. Good luck to the Bengals. Yep. All right, final. I don't know if he so said final. Off, no, pause. <laughs> so at work, I have to say my pleasure when someone says thank you. And I just you got pleasure out of that? Just, yeah, you work at Chick-fil-A or something? No, it's just something we have to do. And I did it there, and I'm sorry. <laughs> nope, you got My pleasure. pleasure out of that, Zach? Huh? You got pleasure out of that? I get pleasure out of a lot of things, Trevor. Interesting. <laughs> All right, final rep. I'm going to take the Bengals to 10 wins. Is my final. Whoa! 10 wins. 12 wins. I was thinking 12 as well. Carrie, do you want to make a bet? Not really. Over under 11 wins? I don't really trust it, but I'm trying to make my, like all the averages work out because I feel like I gave too many wins earlier, so I'm going to say 10. <laughs> but I can bro, see... don't make it work out. Just do you, bro. Yeah, just... work out, bro. Come on. Over under 11 wins. Let's make a bet. Over. Wait, then you have to take 12 wins. Wait, I gave the Ravens 11, the Steelers 10, the Browns 8. I'm giving them 10. Yeah. So you take it under. I'm not betting on that. I will not bet on that. Oh, my I'll bet you you on other stuff, but I'll not bet you on that ever. (laughs) Okay, so I went Beardly Football podcast listeners. You heard it here first. Stand on your shit. Yeah, stand on your shit, Kerry. Come on. I won't on this one. Kerry doesn't stand on his shit. So whenever you follow him, instead of following me, at Beardly Zach, you know that you're not getting real takes. You're getting great fake bullshit. All right. right. Before we go to rapid fire, Trevor's or anything else you want to say on your top ten list? I know we didn't quite finish it up, but... Nah. Don't be hate when I'm right at the end of the year. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let's look up this top ten list. Do you have it in front of you, Carrie, or no? Um, I can can pull it up. I'll, I'll, I'll read it off, Zach. I got you. Okay. Let's listen to this dumbass. All right. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. I think we all agree on that. Right. Yeah. Number two, Jalen Hurts. In what world is he better than Allen Burrow? I think he's gonna have the second best year among quarterbacks. That's why I put him at number That's two. A wild take. I don't. I first off, I'm just gonna say, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. He's not he better than Allen Burrow. He did this past year. He was second in MVP, and he played a, a tremendous season. He played a great Super Bowl too. Burrow was better quarterback than Hurts. Easily last year. I don't think so, so. No. If you put Lamar Jackson in the Eagles, he'd put a better number. Hey, don't. If we start talking about stuff that happened last year, don't say if you You're, put Lamar Jackson. I'm actually very surprised. By the way, another great tweet from uh, Beerly Trev Scott. A lot can be learned from High School Musical too. Yes. That's what do you get from following follow him on Twitter? There's some That's other cool. good ones on there, man. I'm very <laughs> surprised you have Burrow so low. So you Josh Allen the fourth best season out of all the quarterbacks. Josh That's crazy. Really I don't know where you're thinking about best seasons when it's top ten quarterbacks. The lit your giant graphic literally says top ten quarterbacks in giant wording, but you're saying about their best season. But These will be the top ten quarterbacks of the 2023 2024. Aaron Rodgers at five is Aaron ambitious. Five. I'm a I big Rodgers fan, but that's ambitious. It's possible, but I don't think it's likely. Do you hear what I'm saying, though? These will be the top ten quarterbacks. I understand what you're saying. I'm saying I disagree. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Six Lamar Lamar Jackson. I'm fine fine with Lamar there. I could see that one, you know, going south, though. 
Seven is Tua. I could see that going either way, honestly. With with Tua, if he stays completely healthy, I could see it happening. But everything gets to go perfectly right for him to be at seven. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that, Kerry. I'm 100% with you. For five weeks last year, definitely. But I don't think it's going to happen for a full year. Eight, Jared Goff. Love that. Love that. I'm very surprised. He finished top ten this year, and they got more weapons, so why not? Yeah, and Rodgers is gone. But I hate putting him over Herbert and Lawrence. Okay. And Dak and Matthew Stafford, dude. Yeah. What are no, you Stafford thinking? Stafford's a weird one. You've hated on Stafford for years. I don't know why you haven't. He gets to throw to Cooper Cup. You no, know, the only oh reason you have there is you have an agenda against Herbert and Lawrence. And you don't want to put him. That's there. not true because I have Geno Smith and somebody else in front of them too. Kirk. Cousins. Oh my God, are you are you serious? And Derek Carr. No, he's trolling. He's no, trolling just They're to piss me off. He is he is targeting me specifically by saying no. he has Geno Smith. Zach, he, Trevor has said he is an agenda against Jags fan this year. He's going to take on Trevor. Trevor Lawrence is going to be his new Herbert. Oh, my God, That's dude. Oh, please, please true. make that him your new true. Herbert. Make him your new Herbert no. so I can own you every week like I did last year. You remember how many bets there? you won against me last year? Trevor was scared. Jags fans were going after him on Twitter. He was scared. I mean, Chargers hey, fans. Are he played okay for half the season, bro. That's not enough to solidify really the top ten for me. He was easily a top ten quarterback last year. Absolutely. And now he's Calvin Ridley. Absolutely. And he added a weapon. So. You're like, oh, Jared Goff was top ten last year, and he added weapons. What did Trevor Lawrence do? Trevor Lawrence wasn't top ten last year. Bro, you're tripping. You're high. You're high. Listen, I know you. I know you. I know you smoked the spliff. Okay, but now's the time to get off it. Shit the bed, huh? The defense won them the game. That's how what they got to the playoffs. The defense won the game. Yeah, they won one game. They won the playoff game. That doesn't mean he didn't lead them the rest. They were nowhere without Trevor Lawrence. Absolutely right to get them in the playoffs. Couldn't score, I think the defense scored twice. There were like four touchdowns in that second half for something like that. I'm just saying, I like Wait, Trevor, Trevor, Trevor is Tom Brady the greatest quarterback of all time? Greatest? Yes. Okay. His defense never won him a game? Is that what you're saying? Greatness plays into that, though. Yo, Burrow is never... Oh, my God! <laughs> I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up because Trevor literally just said... Trevor literally just Yo, made the bro. argument... Uh, Tom Brady inspires his defense to play well. No, I didn't. He literally just Your said that without did. saying that. Your boy Joe Burrow would have lost to Tyler Humley in the playoffs last year if his defense didn't force the fumble at the one-yard line. Absolutely. But you weren't even watching that game. You were asleep, so I don't want to hear it. I wasn't asleep. I was passed out. There's a difference. <laughs> but... <laughs> All right. Any any last comments for you to rapid fire, Trevor? Because your well, list is did, pretty bad. Did we do? Yeah, we did. Never mind. Let's go rapid fire. My my list will be next week. Zach's will be the week after. Check it out on Twitter at Billy Football. Actually, um, before you rapid fire, quick, just run through our final standings for the FC North. All right. I have the Bengals at twelve and five. I have the Ravens at ten and seven. I have the Steelers at nine, oh, nine, seven, and one. That's right. Nine, seven, and one. Mark it. 
if I guess that correctly, everyone on this you podcast... You get a free cookie. Huh? Uh, you get a free cookie. Okay, Carrie's buying me a cookie if I guess that correctly. Um, and then uh, I have the Cleveland Browns at... What did I say? I think seven wins, seven and ten. Something like that's fine. I'm sorry. Was that right? I don't know. We'll Look, call no. it right. You have to. Who cares? As long as you get the standings. I think I right. said seven and ten. We're not even going to try the records because I don't remember. I'm taking Ravens first. I'm taking Steelers second. I'm taking Bengals third. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Jeez, bro. That's life, bro. That's life. That's wild, bro. Life, Prescott. I got the uh, the Bengals and the Browns both winning 12 games with the Bengals finishing in first place. Uh, 10 wins for the Ravens and 7 wins for the Steelers. I don't even know if that's all going to check out, but it's what it's going to say on the graphics. So. Enough. There. All, all right. Rapid right, fire. Rapid fire. With our new uh, tweets lately, it's going to be covering stuff from last week, unfortunately. Nice. So check out check out our NFC North episode last week. A lot of these are going to be NFC North-related tweets. Absolutely. Who's the GOAT Packers quarterback? Guys like Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, Bart Starr. I'm interested Favre, to see what you guys say. Brett Favre? You know who that is. Brett Favre? I'm going to say Favre if we're talking about greatness, yeah. I'm if you say Rodgers. best, I'll say Aaron Rodgers. It's absolutely Rodgers. Star won the most rings, though. Huh? I think he started like five rings. Yeah, but that was back before he threw the football, so. I don't know. I'm taking Rodgers, though. All right, name an NFL player that needs to be talked about more. Ooh, there's so many. I was thinking just never. In a good way, bud. (laughs) In a good way. Oh. I'm taking Ramondre Stevenson. Top back. Nobody talks about it. Tyler Alligier, or however you say his last yeah, name. Yeah, that's a good one. I agree I with like that. Um, but I'm going with, I think, Amari Cooper. I don't think he gets enough respect. He's a beast. And, it, he's always and it's like on brand for this episode as well. He's, a, he's, he's like, a much better wide receiver than he gets credit for. He's always a mediocre quarterback play, too. Like, he put up big numbers with Brissett last year. Yeah. All right, where do you rank Larry Fitzgerald among wide receivers to all time? That's impossible. Not, That's impossible not, to rank. He's not top ten. He's top eight or nine. Ah, uh, he's top nine. I think he's top fifteen. You, you clown me to Phil for saying he's not top ten. And you put him top nine. Yes. Wow. He might be the most overrated wide receiver of all time. That's that's ridiculous Rude. statement. He's that's very consistent, but he was never great. He's He's, he's never very consistent, but he was never great. So he's very consistent until the age of, like, 42, and he, he was, was never, never great. That's an incredible yeah. statement, Kerry. He yeah, was very he consistent the... for 30 years. <laughs> was he ever the best wide receiver in the NFL at any point in his career? Was half of the top ten receivers ever the best, best receiver in the NFL at any point in their career? Yeah. Jerry Rice was. Randy Moss. Was Alvin Johnson was name the name seven more? Sixties were huh? Larry Fitzgerald was never the top receiver in the NFL. I don't know why people put him in like top five. He's nowhere near top five. 
I don't think he's top five. He always but you give him so deal. much disrespect, it's crazy. Like you're the way you're the way you're the way Trevor is about Justin Herbert, about Larry yeah. Fitzgerald. What? Slander. That no, is that is absolutely cool. facts. No, that on. is absolutely that is facts. Awful. It's that ridiculous. Like you find up you you make up ways to slander Larry Fitzgerald. The same way what Trevor when we're talking about something for? completely different. We'll talk about Justin Herbert. Life. I've talked about Larry Fitzgerald like two episodes. No, it's been three in a row now, and I'm starting to get concerned. I'm going to have to defend week. Larry Fitzgerald and Justin Herbert every podcast for the rest of time. Wait the Trevor Lawrence slander come soon. Bro, uh, I'm going to fight somebody over Trevor Lawrence slander. Wait, I'm not even kidding. Me, describe Dan Campbell in one word. Dan Campbell. <laughs> I'm going to fucking say it, guys. I'm gonna fucking I'm say good. it, and it's the first time I've said that about. You know, it's the second time I've ever said that about anybody, besides us three, or everyone that does a podcast on the Beerly Network. They're fucking Beerly. Okay, Dan like Campbell that. is fucking Beerly. Beerly, he's Beerly. I don't hate that. All right, true or false? Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in the NFL. For real. Best? Nah. Give me Tay. Uh, he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. Who's your favorite Green Bay Packers player of all time? Ryan Grant, believe it or not. That is Green Bay Packers fan? That I, Actually, I love that pick, Trevor. I'm going Thank a you. different way. I'm going... Who should I go with? Go ahead, Kerry. Dude, I'm going to take the fat guy. Eddie Lacy. Oh, actually... I'm going to go even fatter. Give me BJ Raji. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, what you got, Raji? (laughs) All right, I feel like we did this last week, but I'm going to do it again. Rank the NFC North quarterbacks heading into the season. Me, it is Goff, Kirk, Fields, Love. We already talked about this last week. I don't need to answer. Go watch last week's episode. I Uh, forgot. We had some recording issues, but... The final episode turned out really good, so check it out. Good. All right, true or false, these are the three greatest quarterbacks of all time. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning. Three greatest not, quarterbacks of all time? Not playing in order, but they are just the three greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, I'm going to go false, and I'm not going to specify that any further. I just want to say we hit over 1,000 replies on this tweet, and there was an insane probably hundreds of people that wanted Mahomes there already. That's wild. I'm a big... I I think Mahomes absolutely, if he stays on the same trajectory he's at, will be there. Yeah. But he's not there yet. And he'll kick out one of those three. I won't specify which one. But... um, I'd say Manny. For me. I know what you'd say, Kerry. Patriots fan. Who'd you say? If I had to kick out what? Sorry, if, I'm not supposed to cuss on this podcast. I'm sorry. If Mahomes kicks out one of those three, who are you kicking out? Manning? Between, <laughs> between Brady, Wait, Manning, who? Montana. Montana. Joe Montana. What? I knew it. He's old, bro. I don't care. What? That's oh, my reason. God. The man changed the game. All right. Who is the best cornerback here? Charles Woodson, Champ Bailey, Ty Law, 
What's the guy? Bart Rondé Barber. What's his name? Oh, I love Rondé Barber. I love Rondé Barber Carlos too. Woodsman, I'm biased. Man. I'm gonna say Rondé, but I don't think he's the best. But I'm gonna it's say Charles Rondé. I love Ty Lauder. I'm biased. I'm Charles Woodson. Um, all right, trigger this fan base in one sentence: Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott is never going to win anything in his career. <laughs> I love that, Gary. Um, really? Trigger the fan base in one second. One sentence. One sentence. Hi, my name's Jerry Jones, and I'm a racist. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. It's three words. Remember the nineties? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, who's your favorite college football player of all time? Ryan Mallett. Oh I'm god, thinking... the f- my favorite college football player of all time? I'm thinking Johnny Football. It's that's Tebow not a bad bro. pick. That's a good Tebow's pick. Blue. Johnny Football is a good pick for favorite college football player. Um Here's the thing, though. I couldn't pick him because I didn't think he was a very good quarterback. But it's your favorite. That's all that matters. Zach, just say Brad Kaya and let's go. It's say not Brad, Brad Kaya. Harris. Definitely not Brad Kaya. It's, Harris. Harris. it's not Ja'Cory Harris either. I don't even think it's a Miami guy. Six Clive Walford. Honestly? And you guys are going to hate me for this. Trent Richardson. Honestly. In college, absolute yeah. fucking monster. All right, who's the greatest quarterback in the history of your favorite team? I'm a Patriots fan. Easily Brady. God, it's Trevor Tom Brady. Zach's Brady. a little bit of a question mark. I don't know if you can say Lawrence yet. Just say David Gerhard, bro. I'm still going to say Lawrence because I think he is my favorite quarterback of my Great. favorite. Oh, greatest. He's provided some great moments. I cried like three times last year. <laughs> I think he will be. I just don't think he's there yet. I, I'm gonna pick him as the greatest because he's the greatest for me. I understand yeah. if older Jacks fans are like Gerard, Brunel, I get it. But for me, it's Lawrence. Alright, who is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL right now? It is Ryan Tannehill. Terry, shut up, man. Well, he's not that bad. Underrated I hate to say this because I don't think they're going to be very good this year, but I honestly think it's Derek Carr. Fair. Most underrated. I think Derek Carr gets so much hate, and it's not as well. Yeah, he got hated on today because it's like, like the reason I left the Raiders because they made my wife cry or something. Sam! Trevor? Trevor? Can I change my answer? I'm not see, did I say Tua? I'm going to say Tua. Why? Tua Name gets so Chicago- much love, it's ridiculous. No way. Name a Chicago Bears quarterback better than Jay Cutler. He can't. That's that's ex- absolutely true. Trevor? Nah, you, I guess you can't. All right, have you guys seen the dragon uh, meme? That's like three like scary looking dragons. Yes, 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 yes. I actually know what video that's from. Like the original YouTube sure. video, I know what that's from. Sure. All right. So these are the four quarterbacks of what division? The three strong ones and the one little joke one. By the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, 
It, the channel is called How It Should Have Ended. Very good channel. You guys should check it out. Nobody cares. Not a paid advertisement. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it's the AFC East with Mac Jones as the little, little dumb dragon. Really? Sadly. There's I'm going to say it's the AFC West with Herbert's dumbass. I knew that was coming. The AFC West? Who's the... And you're saying that that uh, you're saying Jim- that Garoppolo, Garoppolo is a big Russell- strong dragon, and Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, that's a ridiculous take. Okay, don't hate on Jimmy G. Come on. Okay, okay, Jerry. make a bet with me. You're gonna go QBR Herbert over uh, Jimmy Garoppolo? No. Of course you're not, because <laughs> that would be a stupid take. That'd be a stupid bet. What, okay, what what bet do you want to make in the AFC West? What bet do you want to make? I don't know. It's the AFC West, man. Yeah, absolutely no bet because the Trevor is not a man of his word, just like Kerry wasn't earlier. True. <laughs> All right. In the division. Wait, I didn't give bet. my answer. The answer is obviously there's the, a few divisions. Honestly, it's there's a few. It could be. It could it could be a few. And if Ooh, this is tough. I'm gonna go with Damn, I'm gonna go with actually keep it on brand, I'm gonna go the NFC North or the AFC North. Pickett. And I'm gonna go with Pickett. I just don't believe in the guy. I'm sorry. It could also be the NFC uh East with Howell. That's Hurst, true Jones as well. I think honestly NFC East is a better better there's take. A few- you, you can honestly say the NFC North too with like love. Yeah, but I mean we don't know what he's gonna be. I mean he could throw he could throw for thirty touchdowns, he could throw for thirty interceptions. We don't know. Alright. Final question. Is Daniel Jones overrated, properly rated, or underrated? I'm just saying properly. He's properly. He's overpaid, but he's properly rated. I agree with Trevor, that is the best take you've had all night. I Thank agree you. with that. Way overpaid. But properly rated. Most people put him right in that like 12 to 15 category. I think that's pretty accurate. Um, But very overpaid for what he brings to that that football team. I wonder if I can make a case for him over Herbert. Dude, you dream about this shit, don't you? You just dream about it. I just, uh, I don't think so, but I'm going to think about it. Zach, did you go through some of those? Did you see the comments on his top 10 list? Well, let me see. Uh, you know, you know, I can pull up Beerly Football pretty quick. One of them was like... By the way, if you don't have the noties up for Beerly Football, what are you doing? One of the... Yeah, I tweet a lot. I retweet stuff a lot. But... No, one of them was like... Some Chargers fan was mad that he didn't put him on his top ten. So he posted like... He looked up Trevor Scott's ten most tweeted words. And his number one and two were Justin and Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> like... Choke, check down, herb check down. Yeah, herb, was all herb check down was like five. <laughs> Trevor, I can't wait till he proves you wrong this year. Who? Herbert. Okay, you said that last well, year. It doesn't even matter. Around. Herbert can have 50 touchdowns and Trevor's still going to. Well, listen, I already put my predictions in. It's Zach Stradamus. You already know what's He's happening. Listen, honestly, really football listeners, if you have not already placed your bets, on Prize Picks, DraftKings, whatever you use to bet with. Prize Picks, use Beerly Football in your thing. Get 
I will match your discount. Actually, whatever. that's actually a better thing. Use the Beerly Football yeah. uh, discount code, and is that we'll, uh, NFL we'll match your bet up to yeah, what is it, twenty five? A hundred. A hundred? Then we'll match your bet up to a hundred dollars. God damn! How have you guys not already done that? Uh, I don't know. Already match your bet. Take the over on whatever Justin Herbert touchdowns and yards is. It's going to be a good year for Justin sure. Herbert. I'm already telling you guys. I it's can't say more. Better. He's added weapons. The offense looks good. They're healthy. And that's all I have to say. Do we have any more, uh, what are they, rapid fire questions? We're all done, Zach. Let's, let's promote us and get out of here. Two all hours right. in the episode. All righty. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at BeerlyZach on Twitter. They call me Zach Stradamus for a reason. I will be tweeting out for the remainder of the offseason all my picks for the end of the year. It's going to be excellent. If you guys want to win money, follow me and follow me if you understand what I'm saying. Follow him in the desert. I will place my bets. You will place your bets and we'll all win. Alrighty, next up, Trevor, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, man, just wanted to say, if you haven't already, check us out on Twitter. We've mentioned it a few times, at Beerly Football and at Beerly Sports. we got a hockey wing, a hockey podcast, and a hockey Twitter that's going to have a lot of fun this offseason with some graphics, some episodes, a lot of fun stuff like that. So definitely check in with them. If you're a beer fan or a hockey fan, they're the Beerly Hockey Podcast, anywhere you can find podcasts. And uh, my Twitter is at Beerly Trev Scott. And uh, we'll be dropping some fun graphics, some interactive graphics like that. So um, that's all I got to say. Follow me if you're Terry. I give you great opinions every day that I actually believe in, like Zach says I do. Wait, okay. False statement there. (laughs) Biggest false statement of the year. I'm the only one that stands by my picks, okay? Because I'm Zach Stradamus. Um, Again, follow us on Twitter, Billy Football, for Rapid Fire Connect before it comes out on the show. Also, check out our new Instagram page at Beerly Football. You get all our Beerly content on there as well. All right. Thanks for watching. Yeah, we appreciate you guys for watching. Make sure you follow us all on all the platforms we just stated. And we will see you guys next episode. Uh, before, we? As we close out this episode, I'm going to chug this beer. Yes. Yeah,